What's up, guys? Welcome back to Dream a Little. I'm your host, Lo, and I'm on a mission to help you embrace your kinks so you can share it with your significant other. Our guest today, Mistress Selfish, is a super hot and super wise femdom caretaker. She used to struggle with embracing her kinks, but has totally turned it around and channeled her inner femdom to the max. She's experiencing her kinkiest and darkest fantasies in real life all the time and absolutely loving it. That's why I'm so excited for you to hear her story and find out how she went from feeling a little bit ashamed to totally empowered in her kinkiness and embracing all of it. So if you're not already following her on Tumblr, you can find her at Bend Over Boy. You've got to check her out. I've been low-key obsessed with her since I've, I mean, I think I've been following her for a few years now and she has her mommy dom little boy relationship pictures and I've just been obsessed. So I couldn't wait to have her on the show. I won't spoil it for you, but you're going to hear some fun stories about how her and her friend Missy love to spend their weekends tormenting their boys <laughs> be sure to stick around to the very end because she gives some amazing advice on how to cautiously test the waters with your partner before you open up about your kinks if you're struggling to open up i created a new cheat sheet for testing the waters safely it's a list of seven questions you can ask your partner today to test their acceptance of kinks you can get it by going to the episode summary of this show by going to thelittlelounge.com slash 87 download. As always, I'll link to that in the show notes along with Lauren's social media profile so you can go check her out. All right, let's get started. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on Dream a Little. I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> Hey, Lo. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So it's a little bit different today because normally I have ABDLs on the show and you're not, right? You're not into specifically ABDL. You're more into the femdom side. Oh yeah. I'm definitely on the top, the caregiver side of this dynamic. Okay. Awesome. So how long have you been into this and when did you like, when did you realize, like, how did you realize this is something that you <laughs> wanted to do? Right. So I can't say it's like specifically age play, like how it came up in my world or in my life, but I've always been weirdly kink minded from the time I was really young. Like the, my first memories of like masturbation and stuff. I didn't know what to think about during those times. And from the very beginning, I had sort of alternative ideas about what was sexy or what really got me to that point where, you know, I could climax and always a power structure with uh, an ex a power exchange, you know? Yes, totally. And age play really sort of lends itself well to that. So is it a good mix between like age play and more of like the sadistic like topping side oh absolutely so I would say for my dynamic at home with my kid it's a lot of our just how we interact like not in scene at all is very much age play I like always refer to myself as mom or dad and he's always my kid my baby and that interaction, it's like light and sweet and fun for us. And then more of the darker, like humiliating or just the like 
traditionally think about like latex stuff, whips, black stuff, hoods and gabs. Yes. All the dark stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. um, Everything turns much darker when we're in actual play. Although I do often incorporate like sort of more intense age play scenes in our bedroom, you know, with the forced pacifier gags and we've worked, we've explored like forced feeding with baby food and baby bottles and Miss C has really opened up our creativity in those areas too. So Right. So you uh, met Miss C recently or have you guys been friends for a while now? No, actually pretty recently, but it feels like I've known her forever because we have a very similar, like, kinky brain. She sort of came onto the scene in our world after I had been, like, I'm very verbal in the bedroom. And I had been teasing my kid about having a babysitter, which I do frequently. I always take things way farther, like, in my dirty talk than are actually happening in the scene. It just intensifies everything. And really brings things to a climax uh, when you're able to do that. Take somebody into a much deeper headspace. Even if your so, intention is not necessarily to actually do it. Right. Or like to act on those things. Like I always say, I say the dirtiest stuff in the bedroom. <laughs> like unbelievable. And afterwards I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but in the moment, it really enhances the moment. Like it, he gets super swept away in this like dirty shit I'm just telling him so we had been playing for a while and I had been teasing him about how I was gonna leave him with a babysitter I was gonna tie him up and just leave him and invite her over and he wasn't even gonna know who she was and he was gonna be completely in her care and after like a few scenes of like kind of chewing that idea over in my dirty talk with him I'm like oh my god Maybe we should like try to make that happen. <laughs> you know? That sounds so, hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so erotic. Like the idea is so erotic. And I start thinking, it's not so easy to find young, attractive femdoms. Tell me out- about it. Yeah. As outside of like um, professional domination. And even in the professional domination world, having a finding somebody that could work in person. That's a task, you know? Yes, 100%. So, but we, we were really committed to finding a pro-dom and paying a pro-dom to come, like, make our kinky dreams come true. We're very sex worker positive, and that's totally something I would tell everybody, you know, chase your kinky dreams. Yes. <laughs> Pay for them. Pay for them. <laughs> Invest in your kinky dreams. Yeah, it really it brings such a joy to your life. But um, so we had, and I have a lot of followers on FetLife, or it feels like a lot to me, but it's just like a few thousand. Yeah. And I had sort of like put some feelers out on Tumblr and stuff just to see, hey, is there anybody local that would be into this? And we're very open to paying. And we kind of stumbled into Miss C. She sent me a message on FetLife and she was really interested. And it turns out she's very close. And we ended up having coffee together just to like me like kind of feel each other out see if there was going to be a good vibe or whatnot and um oh my god she's perfect like in every conceivable way <laughs> you guys are just like soulmate pro dommies <laughs> right it was yeah pro dommy that's so <laughs> cute like mommy and I, like, yeah. I love that <laughs> 
Yeah, she's um, she just has a lot of similar fantasies, and I just loved her. She's super smart and like super funny. I love her energy, and she's drop dead gorgeous too. She was just like everything we could have, I could have ever pictured in my brain for like somebody to leave and torture my kid. (laughs) I I love how you know you're pointing out. Yes, you guys had the same fantasies, but it seems like you vibe on all these other levels too. And that's what makes it so cool, right? Like outside of it, like you could, you you are friends, you know, that's really awesome. And I mean, I think also there, because she's not a professional dominatrix. She kind of messaged me like, hey, I might be interested to do this. She's what didn't want to accept money for it, which is a little like at first made me feel a little leery, like because sometimes feelings come along with sex stuff, you know, and I don't want to muddy the waters. I didn't want anybody to introduce anybody into my sex life as like more than a occasional sex partner. But her relationship with her kid is super strong. They're really happy together. They are like, they're an amazing couple and we genuinely love to spend time with them. And there's never been any like, weirdness or like wife swappy tension I don't know how else to say like because we do we do play like that right but we those boundaries are really they are super exist so did you guys talk about those boundaries ahead of time of like you know this is what I'm I'm comfortable with you doing this is what I'm comfortable doing myself oh yeah absolutely we went over a bunch of stuff about limits and how we're comfortable playing and where we want to sort of draw lines. It's, and beyond that too, we have just great communication. Um, me and Missy are always like, I mean, we send each other pervy stuff all the time, but then we're also sending each other totally regular conversational, like interactions like you would with a friend or really like you would with a romantic partner. Um, yeah. So she's just, yeah really been I think we were paired up really well because we kind of both wanted the same thing out of the experience Um, yeah one thing I noticed is like you guys both post some like boy on boy stuff right so Mm -hmm. I always get curious because I thought that you're neither of your boys are into boys right oh yeah so me and Misty have a huge boner for all things like force by love it love it and <laughs> if you don't think we're pushing that really hard with the boys you are mistaken <laughs> they are of course they're both uh I don't think either of them have really played like that in the past and they're shy about it but May and Missy are very persuasive I don't know if you've noticed we tend to get our way yeah. about things <laughs> so um hopefully that's soon to come to a blog near you (laughs) you know stay tuned (laughs) so for now when you guys are like role-playing and things like that are Mm -hmm. the boys separate then and doing their own different things or you guys ever do like anything with the whole group you know yeah so we're definitely working towards that the most that we've really the closest we've got to that is separate rooms, open doors, and me and Misty sort of bounce between the boys, completely separate scenes, but they can still hear what's going on in the other room. And from their feedback, it's definitely a scene enhancer to be like waiting in your bondage 
knowing that it's coming and being able to hear what's happening not far from you, it builds anticipation, it's scary, it's exciting, and me and Miss C are quite the tag team, I gotta say. That is so hot. Dude, we've <laughs> definitely London Bridge these boys a couple of times. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's been nothing but a pleasure, I must admit. <laughs> Man, I wish I lived closer to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you've got like a ton of ideas. You got no problem with creativity here. So can we take it back, like back in the day when you first started acting upon these kind of urges that you had? Like, was it always something that came naturally or was it something that you've developed over time? Um, so I think a lot of people can probably relate to the shame you kind of grow that grows with you. Yes. And when you are a young person like discovering your sexuality and you're sort of finding that the things that everybody else is interested in do nothing for you. And it becomes like a little box you keep tucked away and you only pull out on the rare occasions, you know, that you're, you're completely by yourself. Yeah. So when, but it expresses itself in small ways. So like in my earlier relationships, when I was younger, I would find myself very naturally sort of gravitating towards dynamics in which I was expressing power. Or I also experimented when I was younger with trying to uh, more submissive interactions, but probably the, I've never been able to connect with any of my partners like I have with my kid and really like dive in and explore together and just be mutually very into it. But in my former relationships, like one of the first times that I ever kinked with a partner, which was like a whoa moment for me, was I think I was I was pretty young, 16, maybe 17. I was dating this older guy and he was like a quintessential bad boy. Mm-hmm. My parents hated him, of course, he was, like <laughs> rode a motorcycle and he was like smoked cigarettes. Hit all the spots. All the spots. <laughs> And I had, like, it was not even, like, a sexual inclination. We had this, like, small fight. And I, the whole thing, basically, I spanked him. And it was wildly sexy for me at the time. That was, like, really my first trying anything remotely power dynamic-y or kinky and it became like a regular thing we did where I would spank him like at least once a week. I'd come up with reasons for it. <laughs> and he was very like, he just, he didn't even question it. Like, maybe, I don't know if maybe he was exploring like his own feelings about it, but he never like called me on it or was like, what the fuck, bitch? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> put you in check over it <laughs> no he really never did and he sort of leaned into the interaction and it was a dying relationship that sort of was re-sparked by that energy and was able to like last a few more months I think because I was like so curious about where that could go yeah you're like how but, far can um, I take this <laughs> right but um that really was the furthest I went with him and even in relationships after that the kink was almost I would say like level two level three kink compared to like where I'm at now which I would say is like full-blown level 10 like 
Yes. Anything goes. <laughs> yeah. Really like my wildest imagination is possible in this relationship. And it's like, it's so fulfilling. That's awesome. To be honest, yeah. one of the most, like the biggest turn-ons for me is like seeing someone vulnerable and like that submission, right? And like them letting you do those things to you. And one of the things that I know my boyfriend personally struggles with is when he's more in the submissive role, like not being seen as like manly. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you still see your boyfriend as masculine or manly or is it like, you know what I mean? Does it bleed over into like your vanilla life? Oh, I like, I can't speak for other couples. I completely understand that fear and that like inclination, I guess. Um, I would feel that way. Like I struggle to submit because I don't want those. I don't like that. Those feelings. I don't crave those feelings, but there's nobody in my world that is like more that I respect more he's so like successful and smart and he's funny and he's like he's definitely all boy like he's man's man and then it's the most exciting thing to be able to like go from that person into like such a vulnerable position in the bedroom it's like such a role reversal it's really really sexy I get a lot of comments and stuff on our pictures like why doesn't he shave and you know or <laughs> people like, can why be such it, trolls <laughs> I know it's so rude or like why isn't he wearing makeup or whatever it's like I really love that his or like I get comments about his tattoos sometimes too I love that he is it is such a switch like he goes from being such this like masculine person to being like so open to like destroying that idea in the bedroom it's the dichotomy right it's It's like yes super hot yes and I feel like some people are just either gonna get that or they're not you know but it's a little bit harder when you have someone who is vanilla so do you Mm -hmm. have any tips for kind of those people who are dating someone and they want to start trying these these crazy kinky wild (laughs) fantasies but like they're not sure how to like get the conversation going you know yeah, I do have some advice for those people. One is if you can, don't date vanilla people. Like if you can find somebody who matches up really well with you on those fronts because it eliminates a lot of crushing insecurity and potentially like disastrous conversations yes I mean even with somebody who's already kinky like it requires a significant amount of vulnerability to be like oh my god let's try this really weird thing that you could possibly (laughs) super be grossed out by or like totally not into yeah it's a risk right it's risky so you know that's how I met my kid is like through a kinky avenue I strongly encourage people to do that but if you find that you are already in a relationship with somebody you haven't explored these things with or you're strongly attracted to somebody who you maybe you want to try something with I would say the smartest thing to do is start sort of non-verbal conversations before you put yourself out there in such a vulnerable position test the waters so to speak before jumping headlong into something 
and really build some trust, like get to know this person, like do, how are they responding to these nonverbal cues? Are they grossed out by it? Or are they really embracing it? And be guided by your own intuition about things. Don't be guided by your boner. Be guided by your <laughs> intuition. <It's hard. laughs> it is really hard. But, I mean, I think people do this a lot where they tell themselves what they want to hear, not facing the facts that are right in front of them, because it can be completely crushing to you as a kinky person to share something that's like so close to your heart. Like I said, you know, it's this little box that only you ever pull out for so long. Yeah. And you want to like nudge the box towards somebody else and they could completely smash it, you know? They could completely stomp all over it and it will kill you. Like it will feel so terrible to be kink shamed really hard. Yes. Um, And then people who also like aren't kinky, kinky, they don't understand that there should be like such a level of privacy and secrecy and respect. Yes. You know, so if you tell somebody that you're into something really fucking weird and they're super not into it and things fall apart between you. What do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah. they're going to tell people that you're the weirdo that likes to wear women's underwear. Like, yeah, you know, you just have to be so careful and wait. You like don't just put everything out there on the line. You need to wait. You need to build the trust and drop some hints. Yeah, drop some hints. And take your time with it because it is potentially disastrous. Yes, it's a very delicate situation. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like that is part of the intuition. I feel like you know whether or not you can truly trust someone and people struggle with like maybe being totally honest with themselves about it. Right. And there's like a lot of things you can do. So like say you do want to be babied and you're laying in bed with your partner like you can, you can be the guy who she breaks up with and she's like, oh my God, that guy used to suck his thumb, like big fucking deal, right? That's true. Yeah. You know, but you don't want to be the guy that like, oh my God, that guy fucking is a pedophile because she doesn't understand what age play is. Right. Like so maybe, maybe avoid, a big deal. maybe avoid you know? putting like a label on it, you know, don't, right. don't put categorize yourself as something and just do like some of the more mildly kinky things like thumb right. sucking breast mm-hmm. sucking like what kind right. doesn't like to suck on some titties right <laughs> exactly and and you sort of ease your way into conversations like that because if you start your grown man sucking your thumb in bed she's gonna ask you about it like, yes <laughs> you know and then you can sort of lead the conversation like oh bashful of course like that's sort of embarrassing to be caught sucking your thumb just tell you know it's just kind of an old habit and you really make me feel safe and it just kind of slipped up. I don't really do that anymore, but you know, and then you feel out your partner and see how receptive she is to that. Like to me, that's super hardcore kinky fantasy. Like to stumble across a guy who still sucks the sun. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, That's that's been day one fantasy for me. Like, Oh, how convenient. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient. That's adorable. (laughs) And I think that women do have these sort of natural nurture instincts, not just women, but you're not very likely to get shut down really hard. It's like revealing something sort of soft and vulnerable about you in that way. 
and vice versa too. If you're, you know, female who identifies as a little, these are small things you can do to sort of creak a door open, like dip your toe in a pool and see what comes out of that interaction before you, you go full blown. Yes. You can sort of build on that too, because, you know, if, if your partner's very sweet about it and they think it's cute and you can continue to do that around them, then it can, you can parlay that into a bigger conversation. Like I actually, it just makes me feel really good to do this, lay in your arms and stuff, my thumb, like it's very sweet. And you can take that to the next level. Once you've like, you got to level up, but take your time, you know? Yes. Tread carefully, but don't yeah. be afraid to make those, those first steps. Right. Right. Awesome. Just, yeah, it's just, um, it's a dicey thing. So yeah, my best advice is if you are going to do try this with a vanilla person, you need to slow it down, take your time, be cautious with your heart. Yes. That's it. 100%. That was so helpful. I love that so much. I know we're running out of time here, but I, I <laughs> love talking to you. So how can people get a hold of you? Um, so probably a good way to, if you want to check out like what, me and my kid are up to tumblr's awesome i have two blogs which i'm way more frequently on the bend over boy blog that's bend over boy with an i not a y um a tumblr and then i also have a mistress selfish tumblr those are great ways to get in touch i also have a fet life mistress selfish and my kid doesn't have a tumblr but he does have a fet life you're welcome to add him there yeah awesome i will link to all that in the show notes so everyone can go see what you're up to and get inspired get some ideas thank you so much lauren for coming on i really enjoyed getting to know you oh my gosh it was super fun and i would love to do it again with you sometime awesome let's be in touch soon okay all right sounds good bye bye this episode was sponsored by patreon if you'd like to support this show while also getting cool rewards like early access to new episodes one-on-one phone calls with me and access to a community of like-minded people, check out patreon.com slash dreamalittle.com.